is coming up now on Established in the Faith. Satan still has this quarrel against God, but he cannot hurt God because God is God. But he does the only thing he can do. He hurts God indirectly through his greatest creation, which is you and I. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Mark. St. Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6, we're going to pick it up in verse 14 today. Mark chapter 6, verse 14. And King Herod heard of him, speaking of Jesus, For his name was spread abroad, and he said that John the Baptist was risen from the dead, and therefore mighty works do show forth themselves in him. Others said that it was Elias, and others said that it was a prophet, or one of the prophets. But when Herod heard thereof, he said, It is John whom I beheaded. He is risen from the dead. For Herod himself sent forth and laid hold upon John, and bound him in prison for Herodias' sake, his brother Philip's wife, for he had married her. For John had said unto Herod, It is not lawful for thee to have thy brother's wife. Therefore Herodias had a quarrel against him, and would have killed him, but she could not. For Herod feared John, knowing that he was a just man and a holy And observed him, and when he heard him, he did many things and heard him gladly. I want to move back up, if you will, to verse 19. And there it says that Herodias had a quarrel against John. Actually, her quarrel was not so much with John as it was a quarrel against God. And that's what I want to use as a subject this morning, the quarrel against God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for His help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. And I thank You for this privilege to be able to stand before the people. And Lord, I dare not embark upon this message without asking for the anointing of your Spirit to rest upon me. And help me, Lord, to rightly divide this word of truth. Anoint your people today as well to hear and receive of your word. I pray today that they will hear and hear correctly and be drawn a little bit closer to you is my prayer today in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. The word quarrel means to fight, to argue to disagree, to have a falling out, to hold a grudge, and to be at odds with one another. 
understand this today. If you don't get anything else out of this message today, please understand this. All quarreling originated with Satan. He was originally known as Lucifer. And he wanted to be like God. Before I go any further with that, let me ask you this question. What's, what's wrong with wanting to be like God? Don't you want to be like Jesus? Ain't that what a Christian is, to be Christ-like, to be like God? Let me tell you something today. If you want to be like God, why don't you be like God and forgive your brother and your sister? And forgive those that have sinned against you. See, when, when, when you have a quarrel with someone, and you're holding a grudge, God has placed you in a position to be like God and forgive because God forgives. But Satan had a quarrel against God. He wanted to be like God. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be like God, but it's, but it's how you do it. And you have to do this thing God's way. And Satan didn't want to do it God's way. He wanted to do it his way. And you can read about it in Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel chapter 28. How he rebelled against God and he lost that battle. Quarreling. We see it in the book of Genesis. Adam had a quarrel against God. Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. Genesis 3 and 12. And the man said, speaking of Adam... The woman whom thou gavest to be with me. God, it's your fault. It's that woman. It's that woman that you gave me. He blamed God. He had a quarrel against God because of that woman. <laughs> oh, boy, he really threw Eve up under the bus, didn't he? I'm surprised there's even a mankind around today. Quarreling. We see it with the two sons of Adam and Eve, Cain and Abel. Cain brings some vegetables and offers them up to God as a sin offering, and God wouldn't accept because it wasn't a blood sacrifice. Abel comes and brings the lamb, offers it up, and God accepted it, and Cain got mad. Quarreling. Killed his brother. The quarreling was more with Cain than it was Abel. But see, Cain, he was too nice to kill a lamb, but he wasn't so nice to not kill his brother. Satan still has this quarrel against God. And he hates God. But he cannot hurt God because God is God. And you can't hurt God. But he does the only thing he can do. He hurts God indirectly through his greatest creation, which is you and I. What are you trying to say, Brother Jane? I'm trying to tell you that every time there's a quarrel with God's children, the church, or even out here in the world, every time there's a quarrel, man against man, woman against woman, or this group against that group, it hurts God. 
And even in the church. We're not always going to see eye to eye on things. You're not always going to see things the way that I present them and, and, and things I share with you. You're not always going to see it my way. And that's fine. You can be wrong if you want to be. That's fine. That's fine. We just, you just agree to disagree because when you start bickering and fussing and quarreling, it hurts God. And we all need to remember that and recognize that. And just agree to disagree and move on. Now, this quarrel with John, I want you to notice with me now. This quarrel with John, it didn't start with Herod and Herodias and the unsaved world out here. It started with the church of that day. The Jews and the Pharisees come down there to the river where John was and said, Who do you think you are? Who sanctioned you to, and told you you could come out here and baptize folks? You're not baptizing people according to our purifying rituals. They had a quarrel against John over petty, picky, man-made rules. And John said, you bunch of snakes... You bunch of vipers. Now, he wasn't picking a fight with them. He wasn't trying to be ugly. But he was trying to let the people know out there, these people right here, these Pharisees, they're preaching false doctrine. There's poison coming out of their mouths, and you don't need to be listening to them. Well, that went over like a fly in the punch bowl. They didn't like John too much. And John said, repent! For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then he turns around and he announces that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. Oh, this John, he's lost his mind. That peasant from Nazareth, this carpenter, he's the Messiah now. Really? They didn't care too much for John and they didn't like Jesus. So what did they do? said, John, if, if you're so called of God... If you're so right, and this Jesus is the Messiah, then why ain't he over here helping you? Why is it, John, if you're so right, why did Jesus break off over there and start another church baptizing folks? He's got more people going to his church than you do. They were pitting Jesus against John. And that's what people do today. They don't want to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior, and they don't want to hear about you and I talking about Him. So what do they do? They pitch one church against the other. Why are there so many denominations? Well, if the church is so right, then why ain't the parking lot full every Sunday? Let me tell you something. Don't judge a church by the number of vehicles in the parking lot on Sunday morning. Don't judge a church because of the outward appearance of things. 
Judge a church by what comes from behind the pulpit. And let me tell you, if it ain't Jesus Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind, then it's not a church that you need to be going to. It's little more than a social club. John said, He must increase. And I must decrease. He knew his ministry was coming to an end. But that verse has so much more meaning for you and I today. And I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again this week. There's more of God than what you and I currently have. And let me say this. Getting closer to God, having more of God in your life does not make you more saved, but it does open up the door for you to have greater benefits. You can get as close to God as you want to. He must increase, but in order for there to be an increase, we must decrease. And I'm saying all of that because, you see, a lot of churches today have become more man-centered than God-centered. Let me ask you this question. Many of you going to church right now, and you just happen to be listening. Why do you go to church? I hope you go to church to get closer to God. But sadly, that's not the case with many churches because it's more man-centered than God-centered. And what do I mean by that? Well... There's a church not too far from here that put $5 bills up under some of the chairs in their church to encourage people to come to church. And at a given point in time in the service, you're asked to stand up and look under your chair and see if you've got a $5 bill in your chair. I've heard of other churches giving away $10 gas cards. Oh, let me, let, me, let me meddle a little bit more now. Because there's some churches that have a food pantry. And we've had one here, and we've given food away, and we've helped folks. We've had clothes giveaways, and we've had all kind of things. But you've got people going to some churches because of a food bank. You got some people going to church because the church has a seminar every week on how to get better control of your finances. You got some people going to church because they have seminars on marriage counseling. And and these things are, are good things. And yes, some of them are needed. But why are you going to church? Do you go to church? Do you look at church as what can the church do for me? What's in it for me? Find the church that is preaching the cross of Jesus Christ. Find the church that preaches Christ and Him crucified. I guarantee you, you will grow in grace and the knowledge of the Lord. And then if you find a church like that, and you get in a church like that, don't just go and sit on a pew. Get involved in the church. Participate in church activities. Contribute to the church. Ask not what the church can do for you, but ask what you can do for your church. 
Oh, I'm going to start a big quarrel now. It's fixing to get real ugly up in here. Jesus and John did not get involved in political matters. Didn't get involved in all that. I think preachers today would be good not to get involved in political views. I was witnessing to a man just this week. I don't know if he was saved or not. Started sharing the Lord with him, and, and right in the middle of the conversation, he said, I tell you what, that Donald Trump sure has something to stand before God and give an account of with all the stuff he's been doing. Oh, I knew right then where he was trying to carry that conversation. Not with this old boy. I care more about your soul, sir, than I do your political views. And I said, yes, sir, he has. But you and I will stand before God and have to give an account, too. And the only thing God's looking for is the precious blood of his son, Jesus Christ, is your faith in Christ, who he is, and what he did as the answer to your sin problem. No, I won't go on down that road. You see, because had I gone down that road, see... We'd have been at odds with one another, and I'd have never been able to have shared Christ with him. See? Talking about quarreling. Now, Jesus and John, they didn't, they didn't deal with political issues. However, they did deal with sin in political issues. And John addressed the sin issue, if you look there, Mark 6. Verse 17, Herod married Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. John said, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. And it didn't matter that Herod was the king. It didn't matter that he was a white man, a black man, a Hispanic, a, a, a Republican, a Democrat. It didn't matter that Herod put more money in the offering plate than anyone else did. Hello? John cut right down to where the problem was in adultery. That sin of adultery, he, he dealt with it. And boy, when he dealt with the sin, there was a quarrel. I think more preachers and those of you sitting in the pew need to deal with the sin. Deal with the sin in the politics instead of getting all involved in. Am I making any sense to anybody? Well, Brother James, if I, if I start talking about sin in the politics, that's going to stir up a quarrel. Oh, yes, it is, buddy. You are exactly right. I'm going to start a quarrel now. Those of you listening to me, you ain't going to like what I'm about to say. Some of you here may not like what I'm about to say. Go ahead and write your letter and send it to me. P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. Send me an email, com. Send it to me. Be fine. But I don't care who says it. And I don't care what political party it is, but anybody who says that it's okay for two men 
to marry or two women to marry, it is sin. And if you vote for such, you're sinning too. And you need to repent. All right, let me go a step further. Anybody or any group that says it's okay for a woman to have an abortion is sinning. And if you vote for such, you are committing the sin of murder. Oh, let me go on and get on down in this mud a little deeper. I ain't going to have nobody listening to me after this. But we got people up there right now that want to impeach Donald Trump. And some of these same people are involved with Louis Farrakhan, who's the head of the nation of Islam, one of the most racist individuals in the nation because of some of the things he said. But the news media won't talk about none of that, see. But these people who are involved with Louis Farrakhan, they need to be called on the carpet because they're guilty of racism. And you don't need to be voting for such as that either. Now, if you still love me up to this point, well, we're going to fix and change that because i got some things to say about Donald Trump now. I believe God's put him in that position that he's in right now. He has done more to help Israel and Christianity than any other president we've had in years. But Mr. President, if by any chance you get an opportunity to hear what I'm saying today, I wish you would be more careful about what you say. Some of the language that comes out of your mouth, sir, is not fitting for presidential office. And it's definitely not fitting for a child of God to be using. And Mr. President, you claim to be a Christian, a Presbyterian. And such ought not to be. All right, let me move on. John stood up against the sin in politics, caused a quarrel. I'm skipping over some things. I've run out of time. Mark chapter 6, verse 19. Herodias had a quarrel against him, would have killed him, but she could not. She didn't like the will, only the means, only the way. This quarrel with John landed him in prison, Mark 6, verse 17. I'm going to say this. Just as there was a quarrel with John and it landed him in prison the first time Jesus came, if Jesus tarries, we're going to see the same thing happen here in America at Jesus' second coming. Especially if Jesus tarries and certain ones get voted into office this upcoming election. Preachers will be put in jail because of some of the things I've said this morning. Because some of the things I said this morning will be considered and looked at as hate speech. And I don't hate anybody. Sir, if you want to come here to this church and you're a homosexual, you are welcome to come and sit down and partake of the service 
But I have an obligation to tell you that that sin of homosexuality will take you to hell. And that's what the Word of God says. And your quarrel will not be with me. Your quarrel will be against God. The quarrel against God. Now, this quarrel landed John in prison. And some would say, well, it's all over with John now. He's in prison. God can't use him now. God can use you wherever you may find yourself. There's some of you in prison right now listening to me. You're there because of crimes that you've committed. Don't let anybody tell you that God can't use you right there in that prison where you're at. You never know whom you may influence because Herod, he kept going down into that prison. There was something about John. The Holy Spirit was using John to draw this man. This man would go down there and talk with John. And John would say things. And, and, and Herod would go back out and begin to practice and try to do. But evidence is he never truly repented. He never got his heart right with God. But that great opportunity was there. And just because you find yourself in prison today, sir, don't think that God's not using you right there where you're at if you let him. But the quarrel that you may find yourself in with someone else because you address sin in their life, don't take it personal. Their quarrel is not with you. Their quarrel is against God. program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 